couldn't drive myself to the hospital. I probably shouldn't go. Don't be like that. It's along the same lines. Have you noticed that yeah. there's no hospitals in Far Cry 5? I've noticed there's no hospitals in any yeah, of the Far Cry, yes. you just heal yourself. Dude, it's, it's middle of nowheresville, Montana, man. You know how big Montana is? It's real big. Square kilometers. It's at least one square kilometer. I'm gonna, um, it is 380,000 square kilometers. All right. Okay, so that's pretty big. Oh, it's one of like the borders with Canada. Yes. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. And there is just barely a million people in Montana. Just barely. Wow, that's a big area for not a lot of people. Yes, I think it might be the biggest state for the smallest. Oh, except for Alaska. Oh, Alaska's yeah, yeah. humongous, and yeah. nobody lives there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, from the contiguous United States, I think Montana is the biggest state with the smallest number of people, mm. like per square kilometer. Right. Well, Australia, for reference, yeah. is seven point six nine two square uh, million square kilometers, like seven point six nine. Yeah, so it's like, ginormous. Uh, that's. 2,969,907 square miles for you. Okay, so I just found a list of states by density population. Oh, excellent. And it is Alaska. Mm -hmm. Makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yep. Um, population per square kilometer. It is actually zero in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> what? They have zero population per square kilometer. How does that work? Yep. Because it rounds down. It is less it than rounds. one. Oh, that's kind of like how many popes are there in the Vatican per square kilometer? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like 2.2 exactly. because they don't have a square kilometer there. Right. So it's, it's less than one. Wyoming's actually the next one. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, I don't know. Montana and Wyoming are tied for approximately two. So I was right about that. But yeah, two people. So what I'm saying is there are places in Montana and Wyoming and Idaho where the nearest hospital is literally three or four hours away. Okay. And it's like, boy, I certainly hope I don't have a major life-threatening injury that requires immediate medical attention because I will die. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And especially the part where they're like, there's no cell service up here, right? Because you're on your phone. Right. And then it cuts out, and the sheriff's like, no cell service here. Okay, if you're so far away from civilization that you don't have cell service, mm. I feel like you're pretty far. Yeah, satellite phones exist. Yeah, no, yeah. they do. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you can't get signal, but I'm just saying if you're so far away from civilization that standard cell signal for Verizon or whatever the heck major cell carrier you have in where you are doesn't work, mm, that's pretty... you're far away. Yeah. Yeah, the closest hospital cannot be anywhere nearby. Mm. Is Hope County a real county in Montana? I don't think so. Not that I would know, though. To the internet. You don't know every um, county in America? Come on. No. List of counties in Montana, none of them start with the letter H, so no. Oh, okay. Oh, I lied. There's Hill County. Hill County, Montana. Hill County. Yeah, there's actually a lot of counties in Montana. Holy crap. Here, here's the list. Oh, thank you. Boop. Look at all those. Oh, you can see the picture, too. Look at all those tiny counties. Yeah. They split up, man. They have more counties than states. I gotta imagine there's gotta be one of those counties that has, like, four people that live in it. I would not be surprised. Because based on where people live in Montana, it's all along that uh, 
like northwestern section you can rank this by population can you rank it by population oh yeah. you can the lowest one yeah. is <laughs> petroleum county with 485 400 people inside 4000 square kilometers we'll, we'll round up and say 500 right fair enough 500 people in 4200 square kilometers mm -hmm. of space and then you have treasure county golden yep. valley county and how would you pronounce that uh, fourth one Wabao. Wabao. Pierre Rubao, yeah, French. French, French explorer, well, pioneer, yep, and cattleman. Mm -hmm. There's some French influence in the western U.S., but not a whole lot. There's actually a mountain range in Idaho called the Grand Tetons. Okay. Because the French explorer thought they would look like a pair of tits. <laughs> and that's what they're called today. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yep. The French, honestly. <laughs> so the density of Petroleum County is... 0 0.3 per square mile or 0 0.1 per square kilometer there we go that's your negative one or that's your less than one sorry which means it's one person per 10 square kilometer yeah if i do the math right so if you're standing in the middle of your square kilometer and can't see anybody else well especially because there's lots of trees in montana and hills yeah. and mountains and stuff yeah maybe if it was flat you could mm. have we unofficially just rolled into the podcast at this point we have all right that I, works. Feel, I feel like i we know have. you hate intros I don't hate intros. I just don't. It's just when I'm like, we got to do an intro. You're like, ah, fine. No. I don't know. I don't think they always need an intro. I think the rolling start to a conversation just works for a podcast. All right. Yeah. We'll see how it works. If we get a lot of complaining emails, it's your fault. I mean, that you over intro everything. Like you intro. That's true. Every game in a compilation. It's like, yes, we know you don't be like, you don't need to be like, hey, it's me. Surprise for the third game in a cheese series. And guess what? Jordan's still here. You know, when I do that, I always remember the times I found YouTube channels that have stolen my stuff and they've cut off the beginning and they've cut off the end. So it's hard to tell who it is. Uh, but not on the ones where I say who I am four times in the cast. Ha 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 ha. But, uh, just put a I know. That's not the in. reason I do it. It's not the reason. I will, I will have a late 2008 New Year's resolution wherein I will not introduce things as much. Do you want to do an introduction now and I'll just put it in at the start? Nah, we're good. Okay, okay. It's an experiment. We'll see how it goes. Cool, cool. Cool. So anyway, if you're listening to this, you might have watched some of the Far Cry 5 streaming that Wade and I have done on twitch.tv slash Falcon Paladin. Mm -hmm. And it takes place in Hope County, Montana, which is actually a fake county in a real state, which makes it the first Far Cry game to take place in a, pl in a location that is partially real. Because you got Far Cry 1, which is set in a mystical island somewhere. I don't mm. think it's even named. Far Cry 2 is set in generic war-torn country in South Central America. Mm -hmm. Far Cry 3 is generic tropical island paradise that happens to have a lot of people living on it. Yes. Uh, Far Cry Primal it is set in Kirat. Yes, Far Cry Four set in Kirat, which no, is Primal as well. Because I'm going to set in Kirat. I'm going to say it is because they took the map of Far Cry Four and just reskinned it. <laughs> Fair enough. Like anybody would even notice. Someone did because I know about it. Apparently, Far Cry Primal takes place in an ancient version of Far Cry 4's Kirat, says GamesRadar.com. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand developers reusing assets. I'm totally fine with it. But in an entire yeah. map, which they just slightly altered in places, and, you know, cut down a tree so you could walk across a gorge, I'd, uh, that's a level of lazy I don't like. Also, Far Cry Primal's tens of thousands of years ago, right? Yeah. 
So you'd think that in tens of thousands of years, the general geography of the area would change more significantly than we're seeing here. Um, I don't know Maybe? how much it would ch- Like, don't get me wrong, there are things that will change. Like, you get landslides and stuff that change landscapes today. But and I earthquakes. think... But mountains Maybe. are still there. <laughs> yeah, Kira mountains is, are still there. Kira is basically a mountain place. <laughs> Not a lot True. of fields. But places there are mountains, there's also earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. Nepal, good example. Yeah. But Mount Everest is still there. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying the mountains would be gone, but I'm saying just the paths of rivers especially would be very different. Hmm. Because they do change path over time. Yeah. But it, it's been a while since I looked at the two maps side by side for Primal and Far Cry 4, but they're I very similar and some of the rivers are the same, but some are changed. Yeah. I linked it in chat, so... Oh, you did? Yeah, you can see that a lot of them are basically the same. Yes, you could be lazy, but maybe switch up the shape of the bodies of water a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, Far Cry 5 has been a blast, mainly because you get a dog named Boomer. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. don't actually have to get the dog. I suppose you could skip that part, but... Yeah. Get a dog named Boomer, and then your co-op partner can cold-blooded shoot it in the head right in front of you. That's the best part of the game. That was an accident. No way. No way. I was like, it's Boomer. I love you, Boomer. Bam, bam. Boomer's dead. He wasn't uh, dead. He mm. was laying down. He was mortally injured. He was dying. I had to revive him with belly rubs. If you have, you, if you treat gunshot wounds with belly rubs. Yes, and if you treat gunshot wounds by wrapping your arm in a bandage. Did you give CPL for a bullet wound to the head? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, all I'm saying... He was fine. He was happy. I gave him a pet. He was happy. He still loved me. He's a dog. Would would have died except for my intervention. True or false? False. He's a video game. He doesn't die. (laughs) He has no life. No respect for my dog. No respect for Boomer from this guy. Fine. I'll host from now on, and it'll be my dog, and I'll shoot it if I please. That's not better. How is that better? (laughs) I don't know. You seem to be upset that it was your dog. It's Boomer. Boomer's a great dog. Happens to be my dog, but would be a great dog nonetheless. True. But you can get yes. a bear. You can trade Boomer out for a bear. Pretty cool. Is that true? Yeah. It, you know how on your like companion screen, it has a whole bunch of like blacked out people? Yeah. Like, the, One the of those port- is a bear? Yeah. Because you can mouse over them and it'll just show you who it is. Oh my gosh. You can't domesticate bears. The bear will eat me. You can totally domesticate a bear. Uh, I'm trying to think of the times people have tried to domesticate bears. I'm, I'm going to show you how, how domesticated often bear. it's gone well. Are you Googling domesticated bear? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I remember this story. I remember this story because there was a Russian couple who domesticated a bear. In Russia? I would assume so. Uh, I'm going to send you a link. But I mean, look at that. I'm looking. I'm looking at these pictures. It is It is in the running for the most Russian thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's the most, but then I thought of all the Russian pictures I've seen, and I was like, mm, hmm. Look, there's a photo of them sitting on the couch, the bear in the middle, and they're all watching TV. Yes. Well, the bear's kind of looking down. I don't know these watching the TV. They're cuddling. Okay, this is... He's going to eat them. This. He's going to eat them. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> this is, what, uh, May 2016? Hmm. I'm going to search them and see if they show up in a Russian <laughs> obituary. Family search. eaten by pet bear. <laughs> Yeah, Russian family gets married by bear. What in the crap is going on? <laughs> what is going on in Russia? It's all in 2016, though. Maybe they're dead and nobody knows. Maybe the <laughs> Russian government is hiding it, like they're covering it up. Maybe, but still, nope, they domesticated a bear. They did. It's true. I think it's going to end poorly. Do you know the uh, 
the story of the Grizzly Man? Uh, no. So there was a dude who was known as the Grizzly Man. Mm. In, I want to say it's the Western United States. Okay. Where is it? Anyway, it's a guy who like hung out with grizzly bears, right? Right. Like he'd go out into the forest and he brought them food and made friends with them and stayed with them and stuff. Mm. And to the point that like his girlfriend went out there and like lived in a hut that he'd built to right when there with the grizzly bears. Mm. And they got eaten by the grizzly bears. <laughs> hmm. It's uh, It's not a great story. Not a great story for before bedtime if you're listening to this at that point. But mm. anyway, what I'm saying is in Far Cry 5, if you can have a bear as a pet, I would be worried the entire time that as I'm sitting there trying to take a sniper shot, the bear will come behind me, tear my head off with his giant paws and eat me. Right. Be not scared that this dog might turn rabid and then try to eat you anyway. It's a, it's a dog. Dog. It is an animal that has been domesticated over tens of thousands of years to be friendly and good with people. Well, sure, he could get rabies, but you don't just develop rabies out of nowhere. You have to get it from something. So, right. But are you always keeping an eye on your dog, or do you have your eyes through a scope of a sniper rifle? Okay, it's not like dog is fine, and then there are no signs until suddenly it attacks you. I kind of. It takes time. No, it takes time. How starts long? acting weird, starts foaming at the mouth. I don't know, hours at least. Hours. Okay, so... Hours. Are you looking at the dog right now? How do you know he's not getting it right this second? Because <laughs> dog doesn't exist unless I'm in the game. Oh, okay, so the dog doesn't exist. Correct. It's a digital dog. Did I shoot a real dog? You shot Boomer. I did not shoot Boomer. That was an accident, I swear. It was an accident. All right, man, look. If it was an accident, I'll let it go. It'll never happen again today. <laughs> Dang it, Wade. Dang it, Wade. All right. Enough. Enough. Enough arguing about bears and dogs. Anyway, the Far Cry 5 has been a pretty good time. You should check us out. Um, you are uh, role-playing really? as Wesley Snipes? Yes, that's been fun. <laughs> Although, like in all of these FPS-style games, you don't really see yourself at all. The closest thing I've seen to myself is the skeleton glove hands mm. when I'm driving. There's a couple of bits that I've played where you can... You're, like, you're laying down so you can see all your clothes. Uh, like Because you look down and you're like, oh, okay, there's my legs. <laughs> and shirt but right. you you never see your face and that's kind of the important part for role playing it is so anytime it's in like the people that spend all this time on skyrim mm. character development is, i mean it's a first person i guess some of the kill animations do show a third person perspective you, you can play far cry in i don't fuck skyrim entirely third person I'm trying to think if i knew this i don't think i knew that hmm. so never mind i guess if you want to take a lot of time making your character in skyrim when it comes out for the nintendo entertainment system uh, the switch in a couple weeks no like the nintendo entertainment system <laughs> we're going way way back i really don't think it would run on that it would be the one device in history that it won't run on <laughs> Atari, maybe? I think they're all kind of out of the question, really. Yeah, you're probably right. I would love for them to, to be like, hey, we've got a PS1 version coming, just to see if it could do it. That would be pretty incredible. It would be super scaled back. There have been some people who photoshopped it onto, like, the Pit-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that's been pretty fun. Yeah, one of these days. Skyrim, PlayStation 1. There's actually a YouTube channel, have we talked about this before, that does little uh, demos of games that have come out in the last few years and put it in PlayStation 1 3D technology. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Let's see if I can find it here. If I only knew what it was called. Google searches, go. Ooh, here it is. Here is Last of Us in PlayStation. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't it great? That is amazing. So it's not like he's writing a playable demo or anything, but he just 3D models and animates it and... It's pretty awesome. Cool. God of War. Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love Bioshock. I'd play that. That would be fun. Is this guy... This isn't the thing. No, this, this just looks like screenshots. Someone made their own video. Yeah, that is what it looks oh, like, yes. Oh, don't link that one. Okay. Here we go. This is better. There we go. That's what I was thinking about when I linked it to you. That's still pretty cool. It is. I like it. So he does one of these every, I don't know, few weeks, couple months or so. And uh, it's great. Hmm. Anyway, the Far Cry is really, really good. I'm enjoying it. I actually saw a tweet today from some game reviewer that was like, there's nothing offensive in Far Cry, so it's kind of boring. And I was like, what? <laughs> if there's nothing you can complain about being offensive, then what? You feel like your purpose as a game reviewer is shot? That's kind of the message that I got from it. That doesn't make sense. It's like, this game needs to offend me in some way before I can find it interesting. That yeah, makes that's what it was. No sense. No. Although I have, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like they do maybe go a little bit out of the way here because I don't have a whole lot of experience with crazy nutjob religious cults that have compounds in the northern U.S., but I can't imagine any of them are not also white supremacists. And it seems like the cult members for Eden's Gate are totally down with whoever wants to join, we're cool with it, equal opportunity, skin color doesn't matter, which is very progressive of them, but not something I would expect to see from people like that. Right, but I normally associate white supremacy with the south of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montana is fair. fairly north. It's practically it is, Canada. But a whole, uh-huh. But holy smokes, there are neo-Nazis up there. Okay. Well, yeah. Yep. The cult just wants to control everyone. I don't think it particularly cares who. Sure, but control versus allow them to have guns and freedom and do a, basically whatever they want. Right? Right. That's as different. long as it serves families agenda yeah no i get that but like kkk members don't let black people join up and ride as long as right it's like as long as you're with us burning crosses and hanging people it's cool no right but we've established that these people aren't racists maybe there'll be an expansion pack where like the kkk move in (laughs) maybe that's what i'm saying it's just very odd it'd be nice if i could find some religious cult that was as armed to the teeth and as believed in Doomsday and the end of the world stuff that also wasn't hugely racist because I can't think of a single one I've ever heard of that just skipped out on the racism part. Well, okay, maybe the end of the game is, uh, you know, they get control of all of Hope County and then they turn into racists because it was like a long con. We're going to get them all on our side. And then one day when we're cleansing them of their sins and pushing them into water, we just drown them all. They're not getting people on their side. They're kidnapping people and murdering people. Right, but some people, they're just indoctrinating. I guess. They're kidnapping people and drowning them and telling them to confess their sins. Right. Sure, at some point, that probably makes people compliant, but I don't know that they're converted. Compliant people who don't want to get tortured don't climb on top of a moving helicopter and jump in the rotors. That's indoctrination. That's a fair point. I did forget about that person. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Spoilers for the first five minutes of the game. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that totally happens. It's pretty gnarly. They're clearly indoctrinating people into believing that this guy is some sort of a religious prophet. Yeah, 100%. So there are people who are indoctrinated, and there might be something going along there with the, uh, what do they call her? The siren? The faith? The lady? Yeah, faith with the bliss and stuff. There might be some of that going on where there's, like, drugs being used to indoctrinate people and make them believe things that whatever so yeah but i'm just saying if that's what's happening you don't need to hide the racism at that point if you have people brainwashed and indoctrinated into thinking you are a prophet and the end of the world is coming and they need to listen to you then who cares if you're also racist it's not like it's going to cut through the indoctrination process oh i'm breaking out 
no, this I can't believe this. You're also completely racist. Okay, let me put it to you another way. Uh, In the game, I did see a sign that said even the weak have their place or have their purpose. What Uh if they want the black people as slaves? Sure. Again, slave does not mean you stand there with a submachine gun right next to the prophet as the U.S. Marshal comes in. Yeah, it does. To arrest him. No, it doesn't. There are loads of accounts of family slaves that were treated, like, fine. But you can have a respected slave and a slave that knows, okay, if I hold this gun and shoot at the people they want, they won't shoot me, right? I'm just saying, maybe it's the long game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess there are instances of that even in the United States where there were slaves who kind of... I mean, have you have you seen Django Unchained, I think it is? Django with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yep. who, who plays a uh, indoctrinated slave. I would... Yep. Well, indoctrinated, I don't know. Remember when he has the conversation alone with Django and he totally loses the personality and loses the affectation and he's like, look, man, it, I don't know that he ever says this, but the intimation in the intimation is that he's just playing the game he's doing what candy wants him to do and it gives him some measure of power in a place where he normally wouldn't have any Mm. and that's all there is to it so how come the same deal can't be going on in far cry 5 it could be i suppose it's just a little worrying that you'd be happier if they were racists in this game i wouldn't be happier i just it doesn't jive with my understanding of neo-nazi cults this isn't a neo-nazi cult i know it's not this is a religious doomsday cult (laughs) totally different totally in several important ways different yes completely measurable distinct ways (laughs) anyway the point is apparently there's there's nothing offensive so Mm. take that video game reviewing company (sighs) so yeah gonna be doing that on the twitch.tv for a while a while yet i'm gonna Mm. start hopping over there more often those of you who are following me all 200 of you not 1400 uh it's not 1400 i don't know why you would say that oh okay i thought i could have sworn i heard you say it was like 1400 uh no it doesn't sound like something i'd say oh okay what if i link to a video on your youtube channel of you saying it oh that's a good that's uh because you would probably be a little better yeah 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 that'd probably be a little more trustworthy i think people would be more likely to believe that sure Mm. anyway all 200 of you who've been following me on twitch long sufferingly because i have not done anything out there for about two years uh i'm back i'll be doing things i'm thinking about doing a starcraft 2 let's play together subscriber thingamajig Mm -hmm. this weekend i'll probably put that on the twitch probably stream it while playing nice because it's less stressful in that situation i think we're just doing like a free-for-all with buddies and Mm. it's not one of yeah for example sometimes that happens (laughs) that should always happen you get so much better games when you do it because it's like, okay, I know wow. if... I, because everyone gets an army, right? If you just go, okay, anyone can do whatever. The first person to counter-rush me because I off-raced as Protoss or something. Because I was goaded into playing random, right? At least if you have that five-minute rush, I can get something of an army. And then if everyone's got an army, it's much more fun. You know what happened to me in that game, Wade? Mm, no. My Zerg neighbor proxy-hatched me in the corner of my base. Threw up spine crawlers, and then as soon as the time was up, moved them right next to my base and killed all my stuff. You should have at least scouted. Uh huh. I should have. But what I'm saying is, the five minute no rush doesn't mean you can't get static defense rushed and die to- instantly. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I would have called that person out on that. I did not see that. <laughs> I posted a clip the other day on YouTube where the Protoss timed the cannon to finish the instant. 
the Zerg's expansion hatchery finished. Mm. So it, there was no delay. There was no lag. It didn't start shooting early. So the Zerg had a chance to cancel the building because it's like, oh, crap, cannons. It's like, finish, first photon hits. It was beautiful. I've seen it when they get it like slightly off. What they do is they just get the cannon to attack the pylon for a few seconds. Yeah. Yep, yep. I've seen that too. Maybe it's not that hard. Maybe that's what they were doing. No rush is always better there, I think. Yeah. Because, because especially when it's like, hey, come play with your subscribers and stuff. If you get into a game and it's like, okay, well, I got knocked out in the five minutes and then I have to wait 28 for the game to finish before I can play again. That is an excellent point. That does get very annoying. The sitting on the sidelines. You're not entirely sure what's going on in there. I guess with surrender-enabled games, you can at least watch, though. Right, but you have to make sure surrender is enabled. There's a couple times yes. I've played, and it was not. Yep, very true. And I think that's only free-for-all. That's not for team games or anything like that. So quick non-sequitur. I just checked my comments on my YouTube channel. Yeah? And there is a subscriber named Austin, who's a big Zerg player, loves Zerg, is... There's not a lot of balance whining on my channel, but if there's Zerg balance whining, it usually comes from him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and over the last few weeks, he started posting stuff like, I can't watch StarCraft anymore. I can't watch your channel. I'm sorry. Zerg is just so underpowered and imbalanced. And I just hate watching him lose. And I'm sorry, man. I just got to go. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to lose you. You've been around for a long time. And but do what you got to do, man. And guess who's back <laughs> on the Railgun win versus Shadowdown that I posted. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And again, it's a Zerg win. What was so he? He's happy. He's Bal pleased. Okay. He was pleased. He wasn't balance whining. He was not balance whining. Just well deserved, satisfying victory. But here's and the then thing. He threw some, then he threw some shade at Shadowdown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, did he, I don't remember Shadowdown saying anything in that game. Maybe he did, and I forget. Who knows? But here's the thing, even if Zerg is underpowered at the moment, which, debatable. Which, super debatable, uh-huh. Yeah. You can I always mean, I'm a Zerg, so. Yeah. You can always find replays where they win, and that'll make him happy. Yeah, no, I get that. But he wasn't like, I'm just going to watch the ones where I think the Zerg's going to win. He was like, I'm out. I can't do StarCraft anymore. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Mm. But this lull of Star the pull of StarCraft brought him back, and I'm glad to see that. Mm. Well, yeah, that's Starcraft nice. is great. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been popping around to different Twitch streams over the last couple of days too. Interesting. Uh, like Fat Man okay. came uh, to watch the Far Cry and I was like, ah. And so then I went to watch his stream a little bit because he was playing some platinum level Protoss stuff and he was just like, ah, so happy to see you. And I was like, oh, it's brightening someone's day. That's nice. And then same thing happened today where I was watching Railgun and then he hosted Faith who's a North American random master streamer who doesn't stream a lot. And Railgun was like, ah, oh, Faith is on. Cool guy. So he hosted. So I went over there and he was like, oh, it's Falcon Power. I'm so happy to see you. And I was like, oh, the Twitch community is where I truly feel at home. Fair enough. It was nice. It was a nice experience. Interesting that you're practically never there. Yeah, no kidding. Although I started being there more often. Mm. Basically, I've discovered that my management is okay with just having a little corner of one monitor dedicated to watching Twitch or whatever, as long as you're not just like only doing that. Fair. Wow. You can pull off lucky. the multitask. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's cool. Because my work Cause... blocks it on their Wi-Fi. Yeah. On the Wi-Fi even. Jeez. So if I want to yeah, watch, I... which I do sometimes, I like just put it on and like stand it against, just kind of lean it against the bench. Like uh -huh. there's a little lip on the bench. And so I can like have it propped up and see it. And it's like just burns in my... Um, data yeah i bet that sucks too because especially in like a manual labor job you're just kind of mindlessly doing the same thing over and over and there's not really customer interaction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the kind of job where you want the music or you want the 
mm. Twitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Music's Bummer. a bit better because I can just put that on and then lock the phone and then I can just hear it wherever. It's just people like Jordan have started streaming earlier in the afternoon my time and Railgun which day, is, so. Which is while, I, while I'm at work, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I'm going to start heading out there and watching some more of that stuff. And I do need to watch more StarCraft because for a long time, all I really did was cast. And sure, that gives me a nice sampling of what's going on in the StarCraft world. But mm. it is nice to hear other people cast and kind of see what their analysis is and steal their styles, some ideas. And... <laughs> yes, their styles, how they treat stuff, how they recognize what's going on and talk about different counters to things. And Yeah, cool. Getting out there. Good to do some research. Exactly. Getting out there. Getting out there in the Twitch universe. <sighs> what else? Uh, oh, Alistair Reynolds. Ooh. So he's... He's the author of the Expanse series, the okay. sci-fi show that I'm in love with, and it's coming back soon, actually, in about two weeks. And so I said, I want to read his books. Maybe I won't read the Expanse because I'm watching the show, but maybe I'll read something else of his. So I went over and I found a book of his that's available on my local library's ebook site. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I downloaded it and I read it, and it's very different from the Expanse. It's steampunky, but one oh. of those steampunkies where it's like, what if... In the future of Earth, you're so far away that it loops back on itself, and now it's steampunk, right? It's one of those. You're so far away from Earth, it loops back on itself? What does that mean? Sorry, so far away from the present. Like, you're 5,000 years in the future from today, and there's been some calamity, nuclear war or something, that's basically reset human civilization and technology, and now everything's steampunk. Oh, okay. Okay. That's... fairly common it's enough that when i figured out what was going on i was like oh i recognize these conventions so anyway so i really got into it i was like oh this is nice the characters were cool the action scenes were real nice and stuff Mm -hmm. and then it ends and it's clearly book one in like at least a three book series based on how he sets this thing up right right so i go online i'm like all right where's book two and i'm looking and i'm looking and i'm like well this was written in 2011 there's got to be a book two and i'm looking and i can't find anything and finally i find this article where he's like yeah, I'm done with that universe. <laughs> like, <laughs> no! <laughs> what? He's out. He's done with it. He's PCO. Yeah. And I was like, all right, look, man, you should put a warning at the start of your book. If you're starting this book, be aware it's going to end. And there's clearly more places to go and more stuff to do, but then you're not going to get any closure from it. So turn back now. There are book series that will give you the full like three book experience. And then you still just go... Hey, can I get more of this? And the others just yes. like, no, maybe later. Yeah, so there's more of it. Like Lord of the Rings. It's a rich enough world that you could have more books set in that universe. Mm. And it'd be great. But it's not like, what happened with Mordor? And is Sauron still around? That's what this was. This was like, <laughs> there is totally still stuff to do in this plot. And I'm never, ever, ever going to get it. Right. It's not like super cliffhanger, is it? Right. So yeah, it's not like our heroes are in some life-threatening position and it's like, how will they be saved? I don't know. The end. That would have been worse. I would have been really upset about that. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like, all right, everybody's in a pretty safe position. Like the main conflicts have been resolved, but there is still so much to do. Like you obviously, obviously gave our protagonists future goals to save this world, right? Mm. And they're never going to do it, I guess. I guess they just So I guess they all died. Yeah. That's too bad. (laughs) The end of the world came. Oh, no. Bummer. 
<laughs> Did he give a reason for why he's not continuing it? He's just like, I, I have no more. I, I thought I had ideas for where this could go, but turns out no. Uh, not that I could find. Maybe if I searched more, but as soon as I found that little snippet, I was just bummed. I just stopped looking. That, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that it really matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is very different from The Expanse. And yeah. so maybe he's just like, I like this type of fiction more. And maybe. maybe I don't like the steampunk universe that I built as much as I thought I would. Okay. And maybe it didn't sell a whole lot. So he's like, I really don't see the monetary value in spending time on this when I've got other more popular properties I can work on. Yeah. Gotta pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think he's paying the bills pretty well. The Expanse is selling. Once your book gets made into a major TV show, I think you're okay. I mean, he's probably okay, but you can always have more money. So if he's trying to optimize his income, then abandoning this story probably made a lot of sense to him. Yeah. So Alistair, if you're listening, thanks for the book, but man, give me a heads up next time, huh? <laughs> it should be in the foreword of the book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It should be in the foreword. Attention reader, this story is good, but don't um, get attached. It, don't get super attached, because, yeah, I don't even know how you'd explain it. You're like, the story doesn't finish? Yeah, that would be yeah. how I'd do it. Yeah. So Ready Player One is out. Is it out in Australia? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Let's check local Australian listings. Clickety-click, clackety-clack. Yeah. The best part of the podcast is the Googling. Mm, yes. I could go see it today, so yes. So there you go. It's out. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm kind of on the fence about it. So maybe that means I should read some reviews. I usually, again, try to avoid spoilers by not reading reviews or really watching trailers for things that I know I want to see. And I've kind of been that way with this, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm like on the fence about being on the fence. Mm. That makes any sense. So, I don't know. I need somebody that I trust to go see. Just give me a thumbs up. It's an accomplished and intimately hypnotic movie. You may feel like you're occupied more than you are invested. Yeah, okay, that sounds about right. That's my experience with the book. I wasn't really invested with the characters, but there's sure a lot of stuff going on. Spielberg has seemingly done the impossible, balance sugar rust nostalgia with an involving story to create pure, uncynical cinematic ride that recaptures the magic of his early films. That is a glowing review. That is super glowing. Wow. That's by Jonathan Pyle from Empire. Hmm, it's a respected organization. I've never heard of it. Yeah, isn't it Empire? I kind of recognize the logo, but I hear Empire and I think Strikes Back, so. Yeah, that's fair. And Broadwalk yeah, Empire. Empire so. Online. I thought I'd heard of them. Thinking about it, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe not. Anyway, all right. Well, I'll see what the buzz is. Because sometimes movies have a lot of pre-release hype. Yeah. And then you never hear about them again after that first weekend. And I feel like those movies are pretty safe to ignore. So if there are still people talking about this movie in, say, a week, I'll probably go see it. <laughs> I'll go see it in seven days and talk to you on the seventh. Okay, deal. That way, I'm still talking about it in a week. <laughs> it's a deal. Anyway, the book, I think we've talked about the book already on the podcast. But I think we have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fan fiction. Mm. It is. It's not super well written. The characters are pretty shallow, and there's some stuff that's like, uh, uh, uh. We spend way too much time just making noises at each other on the show that I have to cut out. <laughs> you have to edit out. Yeah, we, I don't leave them in. It's not exactly, not exactly great content. Us going, uh, well, it's not like a pause. Like I'm not. Can't think of something to say. It's that was a reaction to something. Uh huh. 
It was. I believe Fine. you. All right. So we don't talk a lot about politics on the podcast, but there was something interesting involving President Trump and Amazon. Okay. That happened over the last 24 hours that I did want to talk about in non-political, non-partisan way, if that makes any sense. Sure. So Donald Trump has his Twitter account where mm-hmm. he tweets a lot of things, a lot of things that he never follows up on and some things that he does follow up on. But it's just kind of his way to rant into the void. Yeah. And I think a lot of people use Twitter that way. I don't think it's unique in any sense. And he's the first president who's used Twitter this way. Barack Obama had a Twitter account, but it was in like 100% the PR people that ran that thing. There was no way he ever touched it once. He, he had uh, two Twitter accounts. He had his personal one, which I don't think he used much while he was in office, but then he had at POTUS. POTUS, right. Uh, and there were tweets signed off as the like hyphen BA, LBO for Barack Obama, saying uh-huh. that this is from him, but I mean, if whether or not it was, it was probably PR or... Yeah. And they were all incredibly sanitized. It was all like, happy civil rights day, or like, congratulations to the Super Bowl champions, right? Right, right. It was nothing personal, no opinion, just pure public relations. Right. This president is the first one to say, I'm not using, well, he's probably, he's only the second president while there has been Twitter, but he's like, I'm not using the at post handle. I'm going to use mine and I'm going to use it me alone. And I'm going to use it like I've always used this handle since I first got Twitter. Mm, Yes. Nothing will change when I become president. And by golly, it hasn't. So anyway, the point of my story is something along the lines of regulate Amazon because it's getting too big and they're dodging taxes. (laughs) So what this does is this causes Amazon's tank to stock, to tank. Stock to tank? Did I say that backwards? Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. It causes their stock to absolutely tank. They lose like $30 billion in stock valuation in 24 hours because of this. Because mm. people are like, crap, President Trump's going after Amazon. They're going to fall apart. Bail, bail, bail. And even if he's probably not going to, because again, I think 80% of the things that he mentions on Twitter, he never says again and nothing ever happens with it. Right. It made people skittish enough that it started a huge sell-off on a giant company. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. He, it's like someone who doesn't know their own strength. Uh-huh. Like when they pick up, like when a child who's just hit puberty picks up, you know, something delicate in glass and doesn't realize that they could crack it by just picking it up. He yeah. picks up topics and then just mangles them. Yeah. And, and c- it causes real world damage. It does. And it's doubly bad because the people, quote unquote, the people gave him that strength. <laughs> Yes. As a leader of a country should be trying to grow companies and businesses and the economy. And he uh-huh. just devalued one of its biggest by, what did you say, $30 billion? Uh-huh. And I, it'll come back, right? Trump will not mention anything about it ever. And people will buy Amazon stock again and it'll be fine, I think. But it's just, it's a lot of power for one dude with a twitter account it's insane right i mean other people have similar maybe not similar but kind of in that ballpark of power elon musk tweets about a flamethrower that he's selling for 500 dollars and sells ten thousand of them in two days yes right he he generated like 11 million dollars in two days because he could Uh uh-huh he did but he can't make waves as big as the president of the united states can 
Well, here's the thing. Elon Musk can because he has so many different ways to do it. He generates hype like no one else. He, he's putting people in, well, not people yet, but things into space. He's putting cars underground. He's providing electrical home solutions like for solar, right? Yep. If he wants to move interest in a direction, he can do it. Trump does the same thing, but usually with a negative spin. It's the power to move minds. It is to cause people to make decisions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It just makes me wonder how often we're going to see that level of influence because I don't know. I mean, if he tweets about some politician he hates, like, I don't know, that necessarily really causes anything to change in that politician's life, right? People who didn't like them probably still don't like them and people that do like them probably still like them, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really, really interesting thing and wonder if we'll see more of it. Hmm. Who knows? I'm trying to think of a good segue for this and I can't. Go ahead. I'm going to ask, what is VR Place? Oh, yeah. All right. So one of my coworkers, a good fellow, actually got laid off by my company a year or so ago. He's not really a coworker then, is he? No, but in my heart he is. Anyway, he landed at a VR place. It's, um, oh, how do I explain it? It's a commercial VR company. Okay. They have a physical space not far away from where I work. They've basically set it up to where you go in there, pay for the experience, put on some VR helmets, and you can be like a stormtrooper or you can ghost bus. And it just gives you space to run around okay. and do stuff in the VR rather than kind of being confined to your living room or whatever. Right. And it's latest cutting edge stuff. It's actually stuff that's, going on at Disneyland that they're working on. They're prototyping. Um, yeah, yeah. I've seen some stuff coming out of Disney for that. Yeah, that they're working on. So, yeah, so this is super cool. So he actually hit me up. And he was like, hey, man, we need some people to come, like, play test mm. uh, some of the new stuff that we're working on. Do you have some time to come down? And I was like, heck, yes. I, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when. He didn't say when. He said within the next few weeks. But okay. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. I think that's going to be great. Sounds good. So that's the story. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not great. It's not a story that actually has an ending. It is not. It is a story that is to be continued. Fair enough. It's a way for you to come back to the podcast later. Come back next week <laughs> and find out if he still has or hasn't. <laughs> or maybe I'll never mention it again. It's entirely possible you never mention it again. It is. Yep. All right. So story, another story that doesn't quite have an ending. Great for this. <sighs> yep. <laughs> so I share a cubicle with somebody who is who is named something. We're not going to go there necessarily. Derek. But uh, sure, we'll call him Derek. So Derek is a real smart guy and a real nice guy. And he works in a slightly different segment of the company than I do. But we share cubicles anyway because we're part of the same kind of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has been out of the office, I would say, about more than half of the working days since he got hired how long ago was he hired oh eight months ago so you're saying in eight months he worked less than four i think so it's at the point where if he's at his desk i'm surprised, surprised. i'm like oh he's here today. Hey, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> interesting and the, best, and the best part is like i'll ask his boss who's kind of my boss's boss tangentially anyway mm. hey where's derek and he's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the guy is you want as your boss because you take four months off. <laughs> is he sick? Is he called in? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, 
I, that's amazing. So it's the this, this source of much speculation with everybody who sits around me. It's like, all right, is... Cause <laughs> Do you have a betting he... pool? <laughs> be like, will he be uh, in on Monday? We should. We actually, should. now that I think about it. The one thing we do talk, talk about is that there's a curse that has followed me since I've gotten hired at this company. Ooh. Um, everybody that I have shared a workspace with since I got hired over five years ago has been fired or laid off. <laughs> that is not a curse you want. Nope. <laughs> Although it does mean I have my own workspace a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, how did this happen? How? I don't know. I just started noticing a pattern. After the third one, I was like, wait a second. What is happening here? And do, we're on five now. Do five people in five years. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would be asking if your coworkers have a betting pool on you uh, to see if, like, <laughs> is he getting them by it? Because <laughs> uh, nope. I would be betting yes. <laughs> After five people, I would be betting yes. I mean, that's fair. You can believe what you want. But uh, I've had conversations with the people who made the decision mm. to fire and lay these people off. And not a single time did it have anything to do with me. There were huh. other reasons. And most of the time, I've kind of agreed with the reasons. Um, oh, they'll, they'll tell you the reasons? That's interesting. Yeah. They were like, yeah, they were stealing office supplies. <laughs> no, nobody was stealing <laughs> office supplies. Okay. Well, okay. Um... I don't know. Does anybody I work with listen to this podcast? No, they absolutely do not. I mean, you don't know that. There's a non-zero chance. There's a non-zero Der- chance. Derek might be listening. That I would be shocked by. Actually, he does He does know that I have a YouTube channel. Interesting. Have I linked him to my YouTube channel? Because hmm, he's a gamer. He's more into Dota. He actually likes the Dota card game. He's way into the Dota card game. Oh, I haven't seen or played any of that yet. I know, right? I haven't hmm. heard anybody who is way into it, but he is... In, like, the four conversations I've had with him. Uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, some of the firings I felt like were justified, but a couple of them were just, like, management came to the immediate superior of my team and said, you got to fire someone. Oh. Like, but no one, no one's underperforming. Nobody's stealing office supplies. Everyone's doing great. Fire someone. I was like, Ugh. And it's always been the person you work with. The one time, yeah. The one time. The one time that happened, it was, yes. <sighs> That, that, I don't like that because it's like I know you're right next to their crosshairs. I I, I know. It's like how do I still have a job? I'm sitting right in the middle of some bad juju. And now you're like apparently. sitting there watching Twitch at work. I mean, <laughs> that's an excellent point. Maybe I should stop doing that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's all I can say. <laughs> Thank God you don't have a wife and three kids to provide for. I know, right? Although it is a pretty good job market right now, especially for my industry. The people that have gotten fired and or laid off have found new jobs very quickly. That's good. That's good. It is good. I, I always worry. I'm like, I don't land on their feet and every time they do. So that's nice to hear. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like your roommate, right? Your roommate oh. has an issue with showing up to work. Maybe not as bad as this. It's definitely not as bad. He just gets sick easily so he likes to take sick days and now he doesn't have any but he still gets like like oh my back i'm not getting up or going to fucking work i already took off my shoes (laughs) no (laughs) he hasn't used that excuse before 
No, because you go to work in the morning before, like, you got to put your shoes on and then go. It's not like, well, well I don't have my shoes. He to sleep in his shoes and he woke up and he goes, oh, shoes are terrible. And he takes them. Well, I, there it goes today. I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't cite that as a reason. <laughs> it might be, inter- <laughs> it might be a part of his internal process, but. <laughs> but he wouldn't say it. But he wouldn't Fair say enough. it. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I get the concept of out of six slash vacation days, they pay you if you don't show up, but there's some point where they should say, you're not showing up mm. and we're firing you for not showing up, right? Yeah, the, there is a point where that should happen, Derek. Um, okay. But <laughs> but not for Derek and not for your roommate yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. I keep waiting because if he has like more than two days off, every now and then I'll be like walking through the kitchen and his mother will be like, do you know if he still has a job? I'll be like, I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> I got nothing. Don't come to me. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. All I know is I got work. So what we're saying is you could perhaps manage not show up for work more than half the time and still have a job. He, 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 I mean, most weeks it's, you know, six days. I think that's one of the reasons why they keep him around is he works Saturdays pretty regularly. So it's like Monday to Friday, uh, Monday to Saturday. And then every, yeah. every like other week or whatever, he's like, I can't come in on Wednesday. Glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> All right. Shall we wrap it? Uh, do you, like we're good to go. Do you need to talk about the NBA? Uh, we could do an NBA minute. I mean, I'm, re- I know I'm really, my just... fans are way into that. Yeah, totally. I'm definitely just doing this to say your need to talk about sports ball sports ball it's a thing mm. all right all right let's do this thing count me down mr wade three two one go raptors number one in the east the Cavs number three got beat by the heat a few days ago what is going on with them the answer is lebron james is an amazing basketball player and a poor gm all of the trades that he's either approved or come up with have gone poorly for the Cavs. That said, I still think they make they will make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Uh, Raptors, though, I don't know. They've struggled in the first round, but perhaps this is their year. 76ers in the fourth spot with all those youngins. Ben Simmons leading the way, averaging almost a triple-double. They are on a 9-1 and one streak as of this recording time. They should be amazing. In the West, we've got the Rockets, who are at 61-14. and 14. The Warriors, who suffered some injuries, only have 54 wins. And then it's very, very close from then on. Blazers, Thunder, Pelicans, Spurs, Jazz, Timberwolves. Clippers fighting for these playoff spots. Clippers have a lot of ground to make up. They might not make it there. Jazz hoping to get as high as possible, the fourth or the fifth seed, but I'd be happy to see them anywhere in that playoff spot. I did not expect any playoff success or even getting into the playoffs, period, for this young team in 2018. Very good. Done. I was closer that time. Much. Much closer. I I don't know what the difference is. I don't feel like it's any different from the last time where I... Went way under. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out one day. All right, cool. So unless there's anything else we need to chat about. Uh, I don't think so. Cool. That's going to be it from us. Again, twitch.tv slash Falcon Paladin. Going to do some StarCraft. Going to do some of the Far Cry 5 good times. Going to see about upgrading my internet upload speed so it's not quite as um, pixely as I have noticed it is from time to time during the stream. But yeah, check us out over there. And as always, there is merch you can buy. There's a link in the description to buy mugs and hoodies and t-shirts and all sorts of great stuff related to the podcast. And you whispered something. Do we want to talk about the upcoming piece? Uh, we're working on more t-shirts. Working on moving all the t-shirt designs that I had over at this one store that kind of dumped my stuff without talking to me about it. Mm. So uh, we will move it to a new functional store where you can buy Falcon Paladin gear and Falcon Paladin Hour with Wade Stuff gear too. Mm. 
I, I, so yeah, I, check it out. I meant the greatest anime never made. Holy crap! No. Uh, no? Should we leave uh, that as a spoiler? The greatest anime never made. Um, I mean, you do you want to talk about it? You can. I mean, there's nothing to show though. That's the problem. That's true. Uh, it's a tease. It's a tease for tease, later on. Tease. Come back next week. Find out. Greatest, greatest anime never made. You said anime. Anim- never anime? Made. I can't. My when it comes up, my brain goes. I don't know. I only ever read this word. I never say it. Uh, and then splits the difference sometimes. Like, how do you say manga? I don't. That's another word. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to pronounce. Okay, well, say it now. Say it now. I'll teach you. I'll, t- I'll t- it. teach you. Say it now. No. Say it. No. Do it. That's not. No. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. I, I've heard it both ways, and then yeah. um, I kind of just decided to start doing it the other way that I'd heard it the most, because most way I originally, like, when I read it, it was manga, or, you know, like, that sounds weird yeah. now, but yep. it's, because it's Japanese, I generally tend to lead with the Japanese pronunciation of manga, or manga. Fair. I can do that. Manga, it is. Anime. We're done. Enjoy the music, and until next time... Thanks for listening, and you take care of yourself.